Real Presence Live. That which is beautiful will manifest itself in truth and in goodness. Local. The challenges that we're facing in our generation, we just need the gospel. I mean, every every culture, every generation just needs to know how the gospel applies. Engaging. We don't bring any life at all to the church. The church is, is the life. It gives us the life. Live. The reality is, He is all things beautiful, capital B. And so anything that is authentically beautiful draws us, even if we don't realize it, to God. And good morning. I am Heather Caro, and thank you for joining us on Real Presence Live. We are broadcasting today from Sioux Falls, South Dakota. We're in the Pastoral Center, the Diocesan Center here in Sioux Falls, and they're making some changes to the studio, and I am loving it, by the way. So before we get too far into the show, let's start with a little prayer. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Good morning, God. You are ushering in another day, untouched and freshly new. So here I am to ask you, God, if you'll renew me too. Forgive the many errors that I made yesterday, and let me try again, dear God, to walk closer in your way. But Lord, I am well aware I cannot make it on my own, so take my hand and hold it tight, for I cannot walk alone. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Amen. Loving that prayer. I need to have that posted everywhere. So, as you know, um, I am hosting this morning, and one of my new co-hosts, we're trying him out today for the first time, so if he doesn't do well, we can fire him, folks. So don't worry about that. Good morning, Chris. Good morning. No Give pressure. me the boot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Send him packing. Send him on his way. <laughs> How are you? Yeah, d- we're doing well. You know, yeah? it's... Uh, it's a, it's a beautiful day here in Sioux Falls this morning. I know. Well, and, and it's uh, a little odd, and this is a totally COVID thing, because last night you're like, um, yeah, not going to be in studio. Uh, having, having some testing done, not going to be in studio. So you're actually yeah, like that, two blocks away. That, that's, that's right. You know, it's the life that we're kind of living right now. Um, yeah. my, my wife woke up yesterday morning with just some a bit of illness, nothing that was really that concerning but this day and age we're like ah, oh, we traveled last weekend yeah. we're expecting company this coming weekend of and course. so in an abundance of caution got tested which means that while we await results we are all uh locked at home yeah and it's it's interesting because when it's first broke that was just like abnormal news and like oh really and now we're just like oh okay that's run of the mill that's the way it goes so we'll say prayers for you and your family and hope that it goes well and so we're trying out something new today where you're going to co-host from two blocks away and we're going to torture kelly bartman together this morning can't wait (laughs) (laughs) me either (laughs) speaking of she's listening to everything i am i can i can hear you chris So, our first guest is Kelly Bartman. Good morning to you. Good morning, Heather. Good Thanks morning, for Chris. Thanks coming and having coffee with us. You didn't bring yours. I didn't get coffee. I know. Mm. We'll work on that. Okay. So, tell us, the listeners, a little bit about yourself. Well, as you said, Kelly Bartman is the name. Um, I'm a lifelong South Dakotan. Uh, grew up in Montrose. Nice yeah. little town, just a little west of here. Yeah. Um, married my high school sweetheart. Oh, isn't that yeah. cute? I know. I didn't know that, Kelly. You didn't? And how long have I known you, Heather? I know. A couple days. A couple days. Yeah. Four kids. Now they are all adult 
with their own family, and they have rewarded me with soon to be 12 grandkids. Beautiful. Yeah, our newest wow. will be born in August, so say prayers for a safe right. delivery there. Yeah. We'll do. Congratulations. And, and our oldest granddaughter is has gone through one year um, at Dakota Westland, so one granddaughter to be a sophomore in college and one to be a freshman in college, all in this strange world we live in. Right, right. Mm-hmm. And the rest spread out in between. So tell us what you do for the diocese or, yeah, I'll say that way. Right. Well, actually, I work for the Catholic Foundation, Catholic Community Foundation for Eastern South, South Dakota. Dakota. <laughs> Get it all in there. We're really a separate 501c3 from the diocese, but mm-hmm. we work so closely together. Mm-hmm. Everyone ties us together. And kind and of works in the us. same building. Right. Yeah. And we, con- we help people who want to make gifts to a lot of the diocesan ministries, to any diocesan ministry, and then also some others. Yeah, some because others. we've gotten, as Real Presence Radio, we've gotten checks. Yes. From the Catholic Community Foundation. And, you know, it's through donor-specified. Mm-hmm. Okay, we want it to go here, we want it to go right. there. So As we say, donor-directed. Thank Everything you. we take in is donor-directed. We do, the only stipulations we make is we don't facilitate any gifts to... um, Naughty places. Right. Thank you. (laughs) See, I could totally work there. Yeah, you could. You could. You got it, Heather. You got it. But yeah, we just, it's been, I've been there for 20 years now. So just really? this last November, 20 years at the foundation. So you must have started like right out of 12. junior high. I was 12. That's yeah. crazy. No. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's a great place. Um, it's just a joy to, to meet so many people who want to make gifts because that's where their heart goes. And mm-hmm. so where your heart goes, your money should follow, I guess. And, you know, it's, it's not that we're out there just wanting to ask for money. It's just helping people. Yeah. Well, do and, what they want to do. And today we're going to talk about a special um, mm-hmm. section or a new area that uh, the Community Foundation has been working on, and that's the COVID-19 Relief Fund. Right. So COVID-19, you know, March-ish, February, March, mm-hmm. you know, hit the Shortly waves. after our new bishop was ordained. Yes, poor guy. I know. So how did this come about? How did the fund come about? Well, literally in conversation with our newly ordained Bishop DeGroote, um, and our president, Mark Conzemius, and the, those of us in the foundation, we just wanted to find something um, very organic that we could just do right now. Right. You know, so many things take a long time to plan, so it was really, um, you know, Bishop's words were that we want to try to match people who can give to people who are in need and all be brothers and sisters in this. Right. And And try to do something very quickly. So it came about very quickly with Mark um, sending out some emails to some people and saying, what do you think? And we, we had a couple meetings, and then we just put it out there. Well, it was because, all on faith. You know, when, when times are tough, people do turn towards the church. <gasps> right. Within a couple weeks, we had many, many gifts. And then it was a matter of how do we distribute this money to people? And so in the meantime, while we're looking at, you know, some money starting to come in, we made a a kind of a conscious decision to say, let's take advantage of the structure of our church. Mm-hmm. And we're doing this through all the parishes. So this whole eastern half of the state, what are there, 120 parishes? I don't know, really? So we have 120 advocates out there that can help people 
who are in need, and they know who's in need, you know, right. in their communities. They're all in the local communities. So it's, it, it's a little bit unique for, for the, the many ways that, that you have seen people offering to make gifts in this process, because everybody wants to help. Right. But, um, yeah, it makes us a little unique in that we work through our priests, pastors, and they are the ones who put in a request for a grant from our COVID-19 fund. Okay. So, so if someone is in need, do they need to go through their pastor? They need to check with the local priest. And it is not a requirement to be a member of the parish, to be Catholic. Mm-hmm. But we still want you to make that contact and, and visit with that priest and, and go through that, that local connection. And these are not huge grants. We're just, we're just, this is an emergency relief fund. So right. we're talking, you know, like around $500, things like that. Okay. So okay. Um, to help with immediate needs. And it's a situation where you, the, the priest talks to the person, the family, the whoever that, can, mm-hmm. that comes to him. And then he contacts me by email or through a portal on the diocesan website and puts in a request. And then within a week, we have money distributed out to the parish that he can wow. um, provide to people. I've, there's been That's quick. Right. Because that, you know, a week is a long time for somebody who's in real need. Mm-hmm. So longer than that mm-hmm. can be a lot of problems. So we try to do it every Tuesday. We send out directly to the parishes. And, and then, are you getting donors donating to the fund? Um, I am so happy, Heather, to say we have had over 350 donations. Wow. $20. $15 up to, you know, a business that gave 20000 a parish that did a collection and sent us $20,000. I mean, wow. it just, yeah, it's, it's amazing to me. And, and the $20 gifts mean just as much because those come from the heart. Mm-hmm. So we have 20 50 100 all kinds of levels, but mm-hmm. it's just that range. And the variety of people and the notes that come in with these... So what are some of the reasons people are giving? What are some of those notes? Just that, you know, they're all kind of they're all kind of the same heartfelt message of I just want to help someone. I I am not suffering right now, but I see others who are, so I just want to I want you to help me help someone. Right. Yeah. And that's what we're trying to do. That's why it's such a blessing for me. This is just uh, I told you earlier. This is kind of close to my heart because yeah. it's 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 humbling and it's sad. Yeah. But it's also then can be joyous and, and happy at the same time because you see humanity. You see people who want to help. It's beautiful. So if people are interested in donating to the COVID-19 Relief Fund for Eastern South Dakota, where would they go? They could just <coughs> go to... The Catholic Foundation, and we just, you know, <laughs> go to the website. We have our website, ccfesd.org. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, a, there's a link there where you can go in and even give through online if you want to, or you can send a check okay. or contact me if you want, and I'll help you. <laughs> <laughs> you guys will figure it out. We will always figure it out. Very yeah. Cool. Very yeah. good. So let's talk about the other side. We've talked about uh, the people who give. And why they're giving. How about on the other side, if um, somebody in need, do you have any inspiring stories on how this 
fund and you're you're shaking your head yes <laughs> yeah how this has helped can you tell us some so, of the ways so many uh if i can just give you a couple numbers off the top first um we have distributed over $82,000 as of this week in those increments of 2 to 500 dollars at a time so think of the people oops sorry think of the people um 395 children that we know of because in the process typically the priests will visit with people and get some personal information so we we've just asked them kind of keep track for us of families Mm -hmm. of the size of the family if you can because now we've also gone back and and looked at maybe we should be providing another grant for someone because if you can't pay your rent in May, right? maybe you need some help in June. So if people are coming, we're starting to hear priests say, what if somebody comes back to me again another time? So we're looking at some of that and hoping to move ahead with some additional distributions. Yeah, 185 families. And this has been through, so far I think if I've kept track properly, about 17 different parishes. So not everyone has has applied yet. So... Mm -hmm. Some parishes may not have a need at this time. Maybe they will later. Maybe they won't. Right. So, Chris, when you're when you're listening to this and you and you're on quarantine, can <laughs> you think about your family as a whole? What that would mean if you all of a sudden weren't uh, working? Yeah. It. I mean, I, what I was just thinking about is how quickly life can turn on a dime. You know, when maybe. Something like this, a pandemic or, or, or even little things like illnesses that happen all, all the time, not necessarily COVID, but then what it, what it would mean for a family to just like, okay, life is upside down. Where are we going to turn? Who's going to help us? And then, and then to, learn of, to learn of this great initiative of the Catholic Community Foundation, how powerful that must be for somebody who's maybe out of work unexpectedly and needs to make rent or needs to pay that grocery bill. Um, what an amazing, amazing program um, that, that the foundation. And I love, too, how just hearing you tell about how Bishop DeGroot and your director, Mark Consemius, how it just sort of happened. Like, hey, this came up in a meeting, and then the next thing you know, there it is. You guys are just, mm-hmm. you make it happen. It, it, was, it was a joy to see it happen so quickly. It really was, Chris. Yeah. And, you know, you talk about the, the issues that can happen so quickly. And we've seen that. Uh, people who, uh, you know, I've had a priest come to me and say, I know a family and they will not come and ask me for money. Can I get money for them? Mm. Yes. Mm. Yes. If you as a pastor know that, you know, someone has been affected by this, in that instance, it was a, a, a mom who runs an in-home daycare. All her clients were teachers. So now she has a special needs son, so we've still got these expenses. We've still got that. Her husband is still working, but that was their mm-hmm. second income. Mm-hmm. So this priest just very kindly said, you know, Kelly, you know, give me a grant for them. Mm. And I'm going to surprise them with it. So I love it. Yeah, yeah. And well, and I think the other thing, too, that we tend to forget is, you know, these families that are going through some of this turmoil, sometimes they're also very ill. So not only are you worrying about being sick and your loved one being sick, you have all these other issues on top of it. Mm-hmm. I mean, that just, 
when you're already sick and scared, mm-hmm. that should not be something you have to worry about. Yeah. Okay, so you're just gonna you're just feeding me into these stories, aren't you, Heather? I am. Because um, <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> that just that just brings me to a, a story that comes to the top of my mind of you know a family. They're like in central South Dakota. Um, two families living together, four adults, five kids. Three adults have COVID. Diagnosed with COVID. The fourth adult is a pregnant mom. And so now she's taking care of these ill people and quarantining five kids while worrying about her own health. So just the fact that, yeah, just the fact that the priest said they're going to need some. Yeah. God bless. And we aren't, we aren't. We aren't able to cover all their things, and but hopefully it gives them a little feeling that somebody cares, mm-hmm. and that we can help as much as we can. Yeah, that's that's the other aspect of this is not only is the financial help got to be just really crucial, very important, but just the just the element of somebody sees me in my suffering and wants to do something like that's just that experience of how lonely that must feel you know for somebody in a situation like that but then to receive really some significant help um that is just a huge gift in and of itself i would think just to just to to be loved by somebody else in your community Mm -hmm. through this gift well and as catholics isn't that how we're supposed to be right i I think so shouldn't we be able to turn to each other Mm mm-hmm in times of crisis, and, and if you're the one that can help, then that's when you step up, and if you're the one in need. Yeah. Sometimes it's harder to accept the gift, obviously, than to give it. It is. Well, and my mom, she's always <laughs> she, she's always like, if you um, aren't asking somebody for help, you're taking away their opportunity to become a saint. Oh, my. <laughs> Does she want to work at the Catholic Foundation? <laughs> that's... <laughs> wow. And, I think that I think that aspect too could be difficult for those of us who live on the northern prairie Dakotas and you know out in this big stretch of land because we you know it's our forefather pioneers who came out and mm-hmm. made it through the hard winters and broke the sod and like there's a mm-hmm. there's this we have this sort of self reliance that we don't always want to ask for help um, or you know it's not that bad I can make it through it's like, mm-hmm. no, another year we, another year I can yeah do it. we're yeah. we really are in this we're, we're in this together. Mm-hmm. Um, so, hmm. so if 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 a family goes to their family priest, I'm going to ask a technical question. Okay. So if they go to their family priest or their, um, if what kind of requirements are they looking at? That another unique aspect. Um, before we, in the process of now the technical part of all this, in the process yeah. of setting this up, I visited with several different. Um, Entities that were offering emergency relief grants. Mm-hmm. Most of them really have a lot of stipulations. Yeah. Now we've I've I've given the priests a little bit of guidelines in that they can ask, you know, how uh, have you received other um, financial assistance? Have you is someone in your family sick with COVID? Have you lost your job? Have some of those things just to kind of give us a feel. Right. Because quite frankly, this is a COVID nineteen relief fund. It's, right. It's not it's it's set up for those emergency situations. And unfortunately in the world we live in, people are out sometimes will abuse situations. Right. And so the priests are asking those kinds of questions. 
So to make sure the funds are to, used wisely. To make sure that the donor-directed funds are used <laughs> as the donor has, has intended. And, and also, I think it, it takes the pressure off us as, a, as an organization because mm-hmm. those pastors, priests are out there. They know these people for the most part. Right. Although I will say some, some people have come to the priests who do not belong to the Catholic faith. Um, one gal actually emailed me. Um, got my email off the website and emailed me and said, you know, I'm a, I'm a public school, public school substitute teacher. I'm 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 in have no work. Can you help me? Well, I emailed her back and said, contact the your local priest. She said, I'm sorry, I'm of the Lutheran faith. Mm-hmm. I'm I can't do that. And she was so touched when I said, yes, you can. Here's a Aww, number. Here's it. a number. I love and, it. And after she visited with the priest, she emailed me one more time and said, thank you so much. So I love it. Wow. I know. Well, we're going to take a quick break, and we have more with Kelly Bartman, and we're talking about the, the COVID. Oh, we don't? This is it? Oh, Kelly. No. no I thought we were going to have more with you. Okay. So I need to ask any lasting questions that I have right now. Oh. Okay. So what happens? How long are we going to be looking at this? What happens at the end if there's still funds left in the COVID-19? Okay. Good question, Heather. We we have the money here. We, have, we still have funds available. So we still have opportunities for people to request. And if... If and when we determine this is no longer a situation we need to use these funds for, there's always the poor. So the, mm-hmm. anything left will go to the poor and needy okay. fund of the diocese. All right. So. Mm. Awesome. Beautiful work that you're doing. Oh, I love it, you. Kelly. It's a joy. And it, for those that want to check out more about this relief fund, what is your website? Uh, that would be ccfesd.org. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much, Kelly. Thank and you. Blessings on your wonderful work. Thank you. Yours as well. All right. Well, Chris, that's our first interview of the morning. What an inspiring way to start out. That was I great. Know, I know. I just feel like, okay, that's better than a cup of coffee right there. It's just, <laughs> you know. Thanks, Chris. <laughs> I love hearing about the work of the foundation. I do, too. It's beautiful work. Well, folks, we're going to take our first break of the morning, and then we're going to come back with Prayerfully Yours, one of my favorite segments that we have. So stay tuned. Chris Motes and I will be right back with more Real Presence Live. 